Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. Today is March 4th, 2021. Of all the days in the calendar year, today, March 4th, is the only day that gives us instructions. Met several years ago, a friend of mine's son passed away, and the pastor at his funeral said that March 4th is the instructions for our loved ones that have passed to give us, that even when we're feeling the loss, Their gift to us is to march forth. This episode and my guests today are so impactful in the work that they're doing. This interview is impactful. From having a stroke at 15, Kristen Christie went on to recover from that stroke and then become a resilience coach. She shares her journey, not only with the stroke, but the loss of her husband to suicide, who is just days away from being a colonel in the Air Force. Her story is so impactful that I know that you may shed some tears. And she gives you a challenge in there, and I'm going to give you a challenge as well. Her challenge is to go through your phone and to reach out to someone that you haven't connected with. If they're on your heart or they're on your mind, you're thinking about them, to just say, hey, how are you doing? And check in with them. That's her challenge. And my challenge, because today is March 4, my challenge is that you four give. You forgive someone in your life and that person may be you. So this episode is dedicated to anyone who has lost someone that they love. May you march forth and conquer. Stay tuned for this impactful episode. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, we have an amazing and beautiful guest, Kristen Christie. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Hey, Shay. Thank you so much. Well, and Kristen and I got introduced by our friend Bodie. So shout out to Bodie. Thank you so much for introducing us. We became immediately best friends as soon as we started talking. (laughs) Yeah, I I so appreciate Bodie um, connecting the two of us and just knowing um, each of us individually that uh, things would click. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, Kristen Christie was named the 2018 Air Force Spouse of the Year, 2019 Top 30 Women Military Influencer, and 2019 Colorado Springs Legacy Woman of the Year 2020 Remarkable Woman, and 2021 already, can you believe it, American Constitution Award winner. And she is embedded in all aspects of the U.S. military community. She is also the co-founder of the nonprofit National Veterans Vocational Village, NV3, a sponsor of the 988 Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number, and creator of National Resilience Day, March 4th and Conquer. Your fears, insecurities, disappointments, and challenges. Also, 
She is breaking barriers as the first woman and military spouse in 78 years to chair the Military Affairs Council of Colorado Springs Chamber of Commerce and Executive Vice President of the National Defense Institutional Association, Rocky Mountain Chapter. She is a master resilience trainer, an Air Force member her entire life. Kristen is speaking across the globe about surviving some of the most difficult tests she has endured in her life. Her story and takeaways, be inspired by her story and takeaways to arm yourself with all the weapons needed to combat daily battles and come through them stronger. Her website is kristenchristiellc.com, and we'll have that in the show notes as well. Well, Christy, I am just honored that you have all these amazing accolades and awards, and you have taken time to spend time with me and my listeners, so thank you for that. Well, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And um, I'm just so grateful that uh, the work that I've done and it's really it's work to help me heal uh, has been recognized. So um, thank you, Shay. Yeah, you're welcome. And I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Um, You know, it's paying it forward and paying it back. For me, because I had people invest in me. Um, there was a, a point I had been a stay-at-home mom for 15 years and needed to get a job and and kind of begged for a receptionist job with a mm. defense contractor. I had a degree, you know, it was the your overqualified um, answer that they gave me, and and really kind of had to beg for it, mm. uh, and that was humbling in itself. But um, I had people invest in me and they joked, uh, they said how they were taking bets on how long it would take for me to be the CEO. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm a receptionist making $23,000 a year and two kids and a single mom all of a sudden. And um, they saw in me and invested in me um, what I couldn't see in myself. And they said, why do you have to be with someone to have a sphere of influence? You have your own sphere of influence. So all of those things that you read off um, is a result of being, or is all those things you read are a result of people uh, investing in me. And so now I love investing in people because I can see in them what they necessarily can't see. And to watch them grow and thrive, I think I get more out of it than they do, right? I mean, yeah. you're in the same situation. You have this podcast that it's um, it's so vitally important just mm-hmm. as a, a human race. Thank you. And, you know, as a, as a trainer, we that's what we get to do, right? We get to help people move forward in a way that we didn't, we may not have thought that that's how they were going to move forward, but man, they take some of our, our tools and just run with it. So yep. I want to touch on, you know, you talk in the bio, it talks about March 4th and conquer and that you're a resilience trainer. So those are all amazing things. And we'll get to that in a minute, but I really want to know what prompted you and motivated you to start that in the first place. Because I spent a lot of time in the fetal position, feeling sorry for myself, uh, not wanting to be a mother. I, I've been through trials and tests in, in life. At 15, I had a massive stroke when I had this plan on going on the pro tennis circuit. And I was a world-class athlete and, and um, we call it one of the detours. Uh, we all have life plans, right? And, and we have detours, but it's our attitude and how we adjust to those detours. Do we go into the ditch and just sit in the ditch and not do anything? Do we call uh, AAA <laughs> or someone someone in our community to come help us out of that ditch? Um, and it's our choice whether we do that or not. And um, it was my community that helped me learn to walk again. I write with my left hand now instead of my right. I still don't have full motor function. But the things that I learned, the lessons that I learned from that test was I'm stronger than I think I am. 
Uh, yes. Community is so vitally important. And my faith was uh, uh, just an amazing foundation to have. And those three lessons I needed later on in life, I had been married 17 years. Um, my husband and I had two two boys, same gene pool, so very different. <laughs> um, and he was in the Air Force, and I had grown up in the Air Force, so that I, that was my way of life. I, I enjoyed it and enjoyed moving. But he was deployed in 2004, and in 2008, um, he took his life. Mm. Three days before, he pinned on a colonel in the Air Force. And I, I've heard people say that's not the typical uh, military member to take their life. But I, I'm here to tell you that it does not discriminate at all. Um, our boys were 12 and 14 at the time, and both of them attempted. And our oldest son has been missing for over five years. Relying on my faith and my community and my strength, I pray that he's on the side of heaven. And that one day we'll be united. And I will tell you, Shay, that unapologetically, being on podcasts and getting the, the family story out there, and as it, it builds recognition, I'm hoping that maybe Ryan is out there and he sees this. Or a story on uh, about our family and, and what we're doing. Not wallowing, not staying in that ditch. And maybe he'll call me. There's hope. Hope is not canceled. Um, so those are big adversities that I've I've gone through in life. And I used to think resiliency was about bouncing back. But if you think of Bozo the Clown, you know, the, the clown that you would blow up and he had sand at the bottom and you would punch him and he would bounce back. He was in the same spot, Shay. <laughs> I know you've been through tests in life. Everyone has. We don't want to be in the same spot. We want to get through it. And that's what I think resiliency is all about. And so the March 4th, I just, in 2009, a year after Don had died, um, I was looking for that, that full-time job after being a stay-at-home mom for 15 years and and I was looking at the calendar and March 4th just stuck out to me and I heard and conquer. Mm. And to me, that means conquer your fears, your disappointments, your insecurities, um, all the negativity. And you're like those detours that we have in life. And I took that. And when I met my new groom, uh, Sean, on Match.com, it works. <laughs> Uh, he proposed after we had been dating for a, a few years. And I said, yes, but we need to get married on March 4th because that means so much to me. Mm. Little did I realize how far it would go and that we never get to spend our anniversaries together. Um, but for eight years, I have been working very hard to get March 4th as the National Resilience Day. And uh, it was supposed to happen last year. I went to the State of the Union as uh, Senator Cory Gardner's guest, he and I were working on the 988, the three-digit suicide prevention hotline number that will um, go into effect the summer of 2022. And uh, was supposed to be in the Oval Office and have March 4th, National Resiliency Day fine. But little did we know that they were already working on the great pause of 2020. <laughs> I talked about COVID was the great pause yeah, and uh, it didn't happen. So I am really working hard to get the Biden administration to sign the National Resilience Day this year, March 4th, 2021. Um, mm. And we march forth in comfort. So many nuggets that I want to pull out. And I just want to, uh, <laughs> first of all, say about March 4th, um, one of that's one of the many things that we bonded over when we first talked. My um, business partner and best friend's son um, passed away on March fourth, six years ago, this year. Gosh, and he um, was seventeen and had um, just been diagnosed the day before with a heart condition and was on the track field. 
he was a senior in high school and just uh, his heart stopped working. And at his service, the uh, minister said he died on March 4th for a reason, because it is the only day in the calendar year that gives us instructions to March 4th and you, and like you say, and conquer. Yeah. I love that. And I want to play on words, right? It, yeah. It's a play on words, but yeah, I think the those words mean so much. It's a mind shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, you know, I talk about how um, there are tickers in the world and there are Eeyores. And tickers have Eeyore days and Eeyores certainly have ticker days. Yeah. But that's one day out of the year that both tickers and Eeyores can put their feet on the floor in the morning Pull their shoulders back, hold their head up high. I have survived. I have learned lessons in my past, and I can help tutor other people through those lessons. Now, it's, um, people have a tendency to compare adversity and, oh, I haven't gone through what he's gone through. So I, you know, and I almost discount. Um, the lessons and the pain and and that's not what it's all about right we've all been through a 10 out of 10 on the pain scale because when you're going through it it's a 10 out of 10 when you can step back and get have gone through it together not alone um, then you can you can reflect okay well it wasn't as bad but at that moment it was really bad and that's okay but we have that understanding we can be the um, emotional support humans for each other. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you said about, you know, resiliency and how it, it, it's not necessarily about coming back to who you were. So I just interviewed um, my friend, um, Mike Searock, and he says there's not a strong enough, resilience is not a strong enough word. So he calls mm-hmm. it rocket fuel and he oh. calls it, because you take what is in your trunk, the things that you have, uh, instead of calling it baggage, the things that you have, the lessons you have learned from adversity, and you put it in your tank. Mm. And you use that to rocket forward. So I really like that. Yeah. I really like that analogy. I've, I've talked about um, being in a military spouse and, and working with the military. We have rock you know the backpacks that yeah. the soldiers and the airmen um wear and we have rock marches mm-hmm. and so on march 4th we want to start having rock marches with um bricks stones you know, pebbles and it's our emotional backpack yep we all have an emotional backpack and as we walk you know it would be a resource there as well and um, have tables for different resources. And that's where they get to take a boulder, <laughs> you know, it feels like a boulder yeah. out of their, their rucksack um, and take some of that. Because when we have resources that we can utilize that are there, they are out there. And it's awareness and finding out what they are when we're in a good place. Because when we're in a bad place or someone in our sphere of influence that we care about is in a bad place, it's really hard to go looking and wading through all of the different resources. So to have that um, uh, that toolkit or the emergency kit yeah. that's, um, that's in, you know, between your trunk and your tank <laughs> uh, available um, to be able to call um, and get those resources is so, so important. I completely agree with you. And one of the, again, another reason why we bonded is um, in my first book, I talk about how we take on other people's emotional baggage as well. And we put it in our backpacks and it is now up to us as adults um, because a lot of times a lot stuff happens when we're kids and we carry it with us into adulthood, right? And mm-hmm. it is now our duty as a, adults is to go through that backpack and start to unpack it and let it go 
and and realize, you know, lift that weight off of because we don't need to carry around someone else's problems, let alone our own. So, right. yeah, I love it, that you do absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think um, I've learned forgiveness has a lot to do with that, too, for my own absolutely. emotional backpack that I carry with me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not about I had to kind of explain this to my my younger son who's still very just very confused with his his older brother uh, Ryan who's missing and uh, I had to sit down and talk to him about forgiving Ryan because Ryan was diagnosed with bipolar after Don's suicide the doctors therapists and all suggested that the suicide triggered bipolar early mm. And I think that if he had had that five, six, seven years to mature before bipolar typically presents itself, um, maybe things would have been different. But he got into meth and, and heroin and, mm. you know, the self-medication. And um, then my youngest son remembers um, the, the turmoil that we went through uh, because of Ryan's choices, mm-hmm. which ultimately was because of Don's choices. Um, and the choice that he made to take his life, but uh, to sit down and, and talk with Ben about forgiveness does not mean that he has earned his trust. Ryan has, does not mean that Ryan has earned Ben's trust. It's forgiveness is more for us <laughs> than the yes. other person. Yes, it's that emotional backpack. It's letting that go. Uh, that's so important. You know. Um, Ben Ben went through some tough times too. He was 12 years old mm. when uh, Don passed away. And eight years later, he was at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Um, and it was his 20th birthday. And I woke up that morning and had a voicemail from Ben. It was one o'clock in the morning. And of course, my cell phone was on. It was a a voicemail from this young 20-year-old man, my baby, just sobbing. He missed his dad. He couldn't live without his dad. His dad was missing a milestone. Yeah. Um, I play that voicemail during my presentation. It is so very powerful. Even I, <sighs> um, Ben is 25 now. He is a government worker at Edwards Air Force Base um, in uh, in California. Mm. Still have some difficulties with anxiety and depression, but he uses his resources because he knows the signs. He knows when he's starting to spiral down. And even I can tell on his text messages, just from a text message if he's doing well or um, it's, a, it's a tough week. But... Um, that voicemail, I will tell you, Shay, has saved so many lives and families and communities. I was um, presenting in Niagara Falls at the reserve base up there. And I usually have people walk out of my presentation. It's just, it's, it's tough. And I will say we go down deep. Mm-hmm. We absolutely go down deep. But then the trajectory, we end on a high note. We we talk about the power and community and that hope is not canceled. Um, yeah. And um, that he walked out, this gentleman walked out and he went right to mental health with a paper in his hand. And it was his suicide note. He was planning on taking his life that night, but he has two young sons at home. Wow. And that voicemail saved him. Yeah. It saved him. And then it's healing for me every time I hear it. We got through it. Yeah. Not to say that it's going to be a smooth road uh, from now on, but we got through it. Hmm. So I just want the listeners to really get this. You know, Kristen's husband took his own life and her whole purpose now is to help others see the effects of how suicide affects a family. And her son, eight years later, did you say? Eight years mm-hmm. later, left her a voicemail that's so impactful. And if you want to know more about that voicemail, you're going to have to contact Kristen and hire her to be a, present- a presenter for your, for your organization. 
it is so powerful because I've heard it that she's able to use that to impact so many other people's lives to stop suicide, to show the impact that it's not just about the here and the now and the, I need to get rid of this awful feeling of despair and, and desperation and depression. I have been there myself and it is, you don't feel like you have a way out. And I am here and Kristen is here to tell you that there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel of that darkness. There is a a hand down that hole to, to help you come out of it. It's, it's not easy and yet you are worth it. So whether you are um, in the military or out of the military or, you're as uh, you know, you're just listening to this or you're a small business owner, whatever it is that you're going through in your life, know that you are worth saving. And it's not just about you, your life. It impacts your family on a deep level that will impact them for the rest of their life. So Kristen, I'm thinking about your son, Ryan. And if he is listening, what message do you want to tell him? What do you would like to, to, to leave him or tell him if he's listening? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm here with open arms and no questions. No questions. Ryan had that saying, the the um, four phrases tattooed on his right chest. <sighs> I say them every day with the hope um, that I'll find out where he is. I just want to know, you know, and your listeners who are parents, I think anyone with a beating heart understands that, especially parents, um, I understand that. You know, Ryan Ryan made a choice, and we have to live with it. And, you know, you, you talk about your listeners who are going through a dark spot and that they're worth it. They, they truly are. Um, I also want to talk to the listeners who may not be in a dark spot, but they know someone who's in a dark spot. Yeah. Um, coming from the military, we use a lot of acronyms. Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot of acronyms. Hope is an acronym. So hold on pain eases. Some mm. people say hold on pain ends. I, we've all been through pain that will not end, but it does ease. And who's capital E? Are you? Mm. Who? Everyone is someone's capital E. And so for those listeners that you had talked to about when they're in a dark spot, they have a capital E and they need to know who their capital E is to make that phone call. There's no judgment. There's someone that they know they can reach out to. But to the other listeners, think about whose capital E you are. Reach out to them today. Just via text or a phone call or an email. And just ask how they're doing. I do that every morning. I, I flip through my the contacts on my phone every morning and I stop at two names. Just randomly, I have texted my plumber. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was so thrilled to hear from me. He said, can I... Do you need me to help you? I said, no, I was just reaching out to, to make sure you're okay. Mm. And he's like, well, we're we're dealing with uh, my mother-in-law and having to put her in memory care. And I said, oh, we just went through that with my father-in-law. Do you have any questions? <laughs> um, again, those lessons that we learn yeah. uh, to help other people. But I think it's important to be intentional. If someone, if someone is on your heart or, or in your thoughts, there's a reason for it. 
God has put them on, on, on your conscience or the universe or however everyone looks at it. There's a reason for it. And just lean into it. March forth and conquer because you may be that capital E for that person at that particular time. I encourage everyone to look at, at that and just sit and reflect and go, hmm, who can I help? Because it makes me feel so good. <laughs> you know, uh, is Ryan's last name Christy? It is. Ryan Patrick Christy. Yeah. So, Ryan Patrick Christy, if you're listening or someone knows you, you know, encourage him to reach out. I encourage you to reach out to your mom just to say, that you're okay. Um, and if you have friends that um, have been spoken to their mother, it's coming from one who my parents are both gone. I encourage you to reach out to your parents just to say hi, even if you, especially, especially if you haven't talked to them in a long time. <laughs> I think one of the lessons in uh, the great pause of 2020 is that, what's really important and is being right about an argument or a disagreement important anymore. It's not. What's really important is the care and the love and the relationship of the people in your life and the people that aren't even in your life, but maybe you're related to them, but you've chosen to shut them out. So for me, that's what I believe the great lesson for all of us in 2020 was the great, the great pause. Cause that's what I've called it too, is the great pause. Yep. So there, there are lessons in opportunities and the challenges with that. Um, and one of the mantras that my parents taught us growing up was if you don't ask, the answer is no. Yeah. If you ask, you have a chance. If you have a chance, take it. If it changes your life or someone else's life, let it. And I think reaching out to people. Um, now, I, I will admit there are some people that have are I don't feel good around. I feel toxic. It's a toxic environment. And I've learned that and I've stepped away from that. Um, but I have reached back out to see if maybe situations or circumstances have changed. And some, your circumstances have changed and they aren't toxic anymore to me. Mm -hmm. um, and some are still that way and it's okay to step back. It's okay to take care of ourselves um, in the process. And, and um, you know, when you had talked about taking on the emotional uh, backpack of, uh, you know, the emotions of other people, I, I do that because I stand on a firm foundation and I know when to let go and when to keep going because I think maybe I can help them along. I can be their capital E and hope. Sometimes I'm not everyone's capital E and they have a different capital E and that's when I have to say, okay, let that person come in. Let them find that person. We aren't made to do life alone, right, Jay? <laughs> right. So true. So true. And, you know, you are such a, you said that you stand on a firm foundation. You have such strength. And um, resilience is, you're right, it's not even, it's not a strong enough word. You have such grace with what has, what you have gone through and the ability to turn it into, um, I say, trauma into treasure. And because that's that's what I do as a coach. So I'm just curious, like, where does all of this strength come from? Where do you find it? I didn't find it right away. It took me 10 years, a decade before I could start talking about Don's Don's choice, Ryan's choice, you know, the, the fact that I feel like I failed as a spouse and as a mother. Um, there was embarrassment. There was guilt, which I know now is not guilt. It's more regret. Um, and 
it, it truly, truly took people in my community, in my little sphere of influence, in my biological and my chosen family to help, to, to help with that. There were times, literally, I, I in bed, fetal position, the boys did not go to school because I couldn't get out of bed to take them to school. Sure. But as you... That was a big adversity. We've gone through small adversities too. Every day there's adversity. Right. Um, but when you can have muscle memory and realize it, it, a big part of it is being grateful. Mm. Gratitude. Yes. You hear a lot about that, right? But it's yep. so true. Yes. It, it It is amazing how it just changes your, and people see it. it, it yes. People see this glow and they want it. What do you? What do you have? Yes, <laughs> I want some of it. And when you can help people um, change their their thought process of you know, there's a cloud in the sky, but look at all the other you know beautiful blue sky, or that's a rain cloud that's going to bring bring rain that is so badly needed. Um, you know, find the silver lining. Mm. Um, I, I use that a lot. So I will tell you, I, I get this question a lot. Is my hair natural? <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it is. It's hard earned. <laughs> when uh, when I was cool mom, I was the kids would call me Rogue from X-Men. And when I wasn't so cool mom, I was Corella DeVille. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, just I'm, for those of you who are listening to this and aren't watching and don't haven't seen the picture of Kristen, just know that she has a gorgeous uh, silver streak in the front of her hair. And that is from, uh, was that from when you had your stroke? It, it was. It came in a year. I had brain surgery, so they shaved my head. And as my hair was growing in, I had this little puff of uh, gray hair. When I was 16, it was gray hair. Now that I'm in my 50s, it's silver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mindset change. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, let it grow. But it's a, a great natural reminder. Um, I say the Lord works in mischievous ways. But it's a reminder that there's a silver lining to everything. Sometimes you have to dig really deep down to, mm-hmm. to find it. And for example, at Don's funeral, my wallet and car keys were stolen out of my purse. Wow. During his funeral, I had all of our ID cards, which at that time, our military ID cards had his social security number and then our individual social security numbers on them. So doing that, the whole credit card thing and all, um, I had to get a new driver's license um, this was the funeral. The next day was the internment. My parents had come from Germany. I mean, we just, it was just chaos. And um, what was the silver lining from that? Well, I had, um, I had a really damn good picture on my new driver's license. <laughs> and I didn't have to lie about my weight. There you go. I mean, you know, so that's what I mean. I, I dig down yeah. trying to find and, and not to be flippant or anything like that. Um, but I can't change what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to find a, a silver lining of, um, you know, that situation. But uh, again, that's faith and hope um, that and belief that there is a silver lining and we may not know right away or even two days, two months, two years, two decades, exactly what that is. But, um, you know, my silver lining, we had mentioned Bodhi and um, how he introduced us. And uh, he was, I was speaking in, in Montgomery, Alabama, and he was there and it took a year for him to contact me, mm. but it was a year later and he remembered. That's what I love yeah. about um, our family story. It's so impactful that people remember. And he contacted me and then just things start rolling. So the silver lining to that trip to Maxwell uh, Air Force Base in Gunter um, in December of 2019 
was today. Today is is part of that silver lining. And I'm so grateful for it. I truly am grateful. I found my soul sister too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, (laughs) you know, you've mentioned something and I just want to touch on it because it's so true and prominent in my life. So we watch TV to watch and get caught up on the news and it really should be called complaints. It's not news. It's just complaining. And when you are in a, um, you know, a, um, a state of complaining all the time, you might have tons of people around you who complain all the time. You don't even know that you're complaining. And so what that does is it just disempowers you. It just doesn't allow you to move forward, especially if you're in um, a situation where you're already thinking about taking your life. You're just complaining about everything even more. And like Kristen said about the gratitude and finding the silver lining, it is magic on how it changes your mindset. When I got out of an abusive relationship, I did the same exact thing. I started to really be thankful. I called it 365 days of thankfulness of what is it that I could, you know, find to be thankful for today. And when you start to look at literally every single thing that you have in front of you, around you, sitting on, the lights on, you know, the sky is blue or the sky is there, right? The ground is there, you know, literally any of those, you're above ground. You start to shift like she talked about and you have, I just, I, I, I'm, I got to say this. So we just taught a class last night on this, um, on, um, you know, the gratitudes is the antidote to complaining. And one particular gentleman in the class had talked about how he had an interview, a phone interview scheduled. He's unemployed and it got canceled and he was so upset. However, because he wasn't on that interview, he got a phone call from his son who found out he was, you know, he had some uh, issues going on and he was able to talk to his son. So that was the complaint. And then when we brought out the antidote of gratitude and he, I, you know, really saw how it was a gift of not having that inter- interview. Right. Yep. That, absolutely. There's a, a saying I heard too was um, a negative feeling is really a call to gratitude. <laughs> when you know that you are are feeling negative feelings and emotions and all, that is a call, a personal call to you to look at the gratitude. What are you thankful for? <sighs> what can you be thankful for? And what lessons are you learning? Um, no relationship, no financial situation, um, no, no hardship is worth taking, taking your life because it will get better. It may take some time, but more importantly, if when you're in that, don't do it alone. Do not do it alone. There is someone out there that you can ask and there's no shame in asking. Absolutely. There is courage in asking. Mm-hmm. You're courageous. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've seen the, um, there's another saying, brave is when everyone sits down and you're still standing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Be you know, brave. Be brave. you know, you, you I, I wish we had more time. <laughs> We just have so much to talk about, Kristen. And, and, you know, that's like we said, we're soul sisters because literally we will talk for hours. Um, And and that's the beautiful thing about it. We have that capability to do that. So you have all these amazing accolades and these um, things that you're doing with getting March 4th and Conquer a day um, to be recognized at the White House, from the White House. So... Where do you go from here? What's next for Kristen Christie? Um, I, I do have have goals um, past that, but I'm really focused because it's 
is so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I have a, a call with uh, some folks from the White House right after our podcast. So wish me luck. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, for, you know, I, I really want to keep making a positive impact on um, the military community, the veteran community. I call our military pre-veterans. So we have a veteran population that's in crisis right now as well with suicides. It's up to 27 and a half veterans a day. Mm. Used to be 22 and people have kind of hung on that 22, 27 and a half as of uh, 2019. And I, if, if we can go upstream and work on our active duty and help them with the resources that they need so when they become veterans, because every veteran raised their right hand to take the oath of service in the right. military. Um, hopefully that that uh, those resources will help once they become veterans. So I do have a, a veteran nonprofit. We, our goal, we have audacious goals, but, you know, it shoots for the stars, right? That's right. <laughs> um, when you have goals. And we want to build a village here in Colorado Springs for our veterans with a long-term care facility, with housing, not for, um, not to uh, really delve into the homeless veteran population because there are enough nonprofits that do that but also little things like getting paraplegic veterans who were helicopter pilots in the military back in the cockpit of a helicopter so one of my co-founders invented the only faa approved apparatus to put paraplegics back in the cockpit of a helicopter love it it's helping find that identity you know when i was an athlete and had my stroke I had a misplaced identity that mm. my identity was based on my athleticism. Sure. But that went away with the stroke in a yep. blink of an eye. My identity was misplaced because actually it was my part of my character, hard charging, self-disciplined, self-starter, um, dedicated, those are my identity and those characteristics can translate to anything that you put your mind to. So um, it's, it's helping people understand the definition of identity. I think that's a, a big piece, especially in the veteran mark, uh, veteran space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, like I said, suicide does not discriminate. And, um, I would love to to not only work in the military and the veteran space, but in the national space and the international space on resiliency. It's so much bigger than just suicide. Mm. Um, that's a piece of it, suicide prevention. But to come alongside people, when I when I present, whether it's in front of you know five people or 2,000 people, 10,000 people is the largest uh, venue that I've I've spoken um, and I've presented to. I leave a piece of my heart and my soul Mm. in that room, in the front of the room, whatever it is. And then when people come up to me afterwards and they share their story, I, I, I take a piece of that. It fills that hole in my heart and soul. And, um, you know, we had talked about um, that before and being empathetic. And mm-hmm. and I think the trials that we go through help us be more empathetic to people and um, we can we can help them more. And it, it truly is just coming alongside people. And I mentioned it before being an emotional support human uh, because I feel at the same time. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly do. Mm-hmm. And to see people thrive um it's just it's a great joy and I'm so so thankful and grateful for the opportunity to to do that and and to experience it you have such a uh an amazing story an amazing uh I, I hate to use this word but I'm using it anyway aura <laughs> energy we'll say energy you have such an amazing energy about you uh, I can only imagine the stories you get when people come up and talk to you afterwards. So, gosh, your time is literally running out. So um, before we go, I always um, 
want to make sure that people can connect with you if they want to maybe they um, want to bring you into your organization their organization so where can they find you what would be your website social media all of that so website I'm I'm still building it but right now my URL goes to my LinkedIn page and that's uh, Kristen Christie LLC.com uh, so I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. There aren't many Kristen Christie's. There are some, <laughs> um, but uh, look for me there. And um, this is this is what I do, Shay. And hopefully you don't mind. Um, I give my phone number out. I don't turn off my cell phone after that voicemail from my son. My number is six two zero three zero four which stands for March 4th, third month, fourth day. And then um, 4673, which spells hope. Mm. So 620-304-4673. Beautiful. I would love to hear from people, even if they just want to talk and they have, they want to, they have a story that they want to start sharing um, because there's healing in it. I would be, um, I would be thrilled to hear, hear from folks. Well, you uh, are such an amazing human being, um, and how I feel the same about you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and how awesome, you know, guys. If you want to reach out, she gave your phone number. She means it. I mean, uh, we talk and text uh, on a regular basis, so please reach out to her. And I always like to leave with this last question: of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? That's a good one. There's so many. <laughs> it's really what I, what I, if you don't ask, the answer's no. Mm. The answer's always no. Yes. If you ask, you have a chance. If you have a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been awesome. An honor. And I just love that we've always, uh, that we've been connected. So. Thank you for being here. Yep. Thanks again, Bodhi. Um, really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, I'll leave with this. Hope is not canceled. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.